and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Join 2014 Psychic of the Year Jennifer Schaefer as she hosts Your Spirit Hour every second Tuesday of the month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best. Jennifer has been tested and validated as a member of Best American Psychics, Best American Healers and Certified Psychic Society. She is certified by International Master Psychic Lisa Williams as an Advanced Psychic at Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is mentored by Hans King and Alfred Ritchie for mediumship at Agape International Spiritual Center. Jennifer is the founder of PsychicAngels.net where she gives back to the community by working with law enforcement as a psychic profiler and investigator. Her cases have been profiled on Dr. Phil, and she was a reoccurring guest on The Ricky Lake Show. She can be reached at bestamericanpsychics.com and jennifershafer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Now, here is our host, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, everyone. Good evening. As usual, welcome to your spirit hour. I am very happy to host Shay Parker's Best of the Best. And with me, I have my astrological phenomenon, Kathy Beal. For starters, let's, what's going on with the planets right now, sweetheart? Well, the first thing that's happening this week is that the dreaded Mercury retrograde is grinding to a halt. Uh, people have a, th- this is when the planet that rules communication and transportation appears to be moving backwards when viewed from the earth and uh, during a retrograde period things tend to get very delayed, get snarled, get fouled up, technological problems, travel problems, misunderstandings, just you know I've been screaming at my computer multiple times daily as a consequence of this. So it, it goes direct tomorrow after two and a half, three weeks of uh, driving people crazy it will not feel like it's moving forward until about Sunday. So there could be a sense, a feeling of being suspended in the air between now and Sunday. But trust me, with what is coming, we will later miss how slow and easy things are being. So when people get frustrated and go, why isn't it moving? Right. Remember that there will come a time very soon when you're going to wish things were going more slowly. At the very beginning, <laughs> at the very beginning of March, Mercury hits the point where he started. Hmm? No, go ahead, sweetie. At the very beginning of March, Mercury will hit the point at which he started his retrograde, and a lot of stuff is going to become clear and fall into place. Then, uh, the second big thing is that next week we have the new moon in, well question as to what it is. It's at the very last degree and very last minute of Aquarius. So it's effectively at the very beginning of Pisces. This is Chinese New Year, starting the year of the wood sheep. And we'll have a pileup of energy in Pisces 
highlighting the interconnectedness of all life. Be highly, this happens on the 18th, be very aware of what you are exposing yourself to consciously because we are going to be sponges to an extreme with this. It's very, it's, I look at it as water pushing us forward into healing and the firepower that is coming because within a, within a week of that, right before the end of the month, around the 19th and the 20th, all the kind of weird, foggy, confused stuff that we've been floating in all month shifts as if overnight and we suddenly have a lot of energy in the firepower of Aries, which is self-starting, impulsive, it's Captain Kirk energy, jumping, running around, <laughs> and, th and then stopping and thinking about things. Mars, which rules Aries, and our drive is the first to go. And then Venus, which is what we value, our attitude about relationships and stuff, goes as the second to go. And then the moon is in the mix at the same time. And all of this means our masculine and feminine sides are both in hunter mode simultaneously and no one's got patience. Everyone knows what they want and they're jumping forward for it. So a lot of stuff is going to start erupting very, very quickly, two-thirds of the way through the month. And this is a foretaste of what March is going to be so like. So are, are you calling the foretaste the foreplay? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Some people are getting that. I, you're talking about thing. I'm like, I don't know where my mind is, but I just need to bring it back. Um, <laughs> that, oh, but it, it's so we have we have eruptions coming in the relationship arena. Oh, they will, they will start at the end of the month, but they're going to be huge and defining in March and April. And um, Again, it's so does in that mean, does that mean a lot of breakups for our listeners? I just need to clarify. Does it mean well, a lot of breakups or does it mean more strengthening or does it mean just going after it and leaving it? <laughs> what well, does what I believe what, what I see going on this week, especially as we go into the um, minefield that is Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> stuff stuff that we can talk about that if you want. Stuff that isn't working cannot be put together with chewing gum and and string anymore so a lot of things are breaking apart because people are getting in touch with how wounded and alone they feel mm, okay and, and part of the it's it's horrible to be by yourself and feel isolated but that's nothing compared to being in what's supposed to be a couple and feeling alone so uh we're all on this journey of allowing ourselves, forgiving ourselves, allowing ourselves to be human. And next week's new moon has a lot to do with that and just to pour unconditional love into the self first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then and then we're going to see things that have been brewing break out of shells like crazy. Lots of little chicks hatching, lots mm -hmm. of very sudden shifts in form of relationships. So people do not panic if what you have is solid and supports you, uh, supports the truth of who you are, things can only improve. But for people who are still posing or trying to force 
you know, you've got something on life support or that isn't really allowing you to be true to who you are and you have to play a game in order to fit in it. Um, we're going through a gauntlet of minefields that are going to make it very, very difficult to stay in that situation. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Kathy. How can everybody find you, sweetheart? Uh, my website is empowermentunlimited.net and on Facebook, I am at Empowerment Unlimited. You also, know can Shay you, Parker's Best American Psychics is the other yes, place. That's the other place. But can you give us a look? You have something available that was really, 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 really important, I think, for everyone to kind of, it's, it's, it is a really cool little, you know, uh, compilation of who they are within the month. Can you explain that, what you offer that they can download? I have, uh, I have two year planning tools for the year so far. One of them, which you're talking about, is a getting started guide. There's right. one for, for each sign, and it goes through the unusual phenomenon we have of coming into the year with three new moons at the very first degree, which is very invigorating, instigating energy, and the first three moons of, of the year being also at the very first degree. So six in a row, catapult, basically refreshing one half of our charts or large portions of our lives. So that's, that's the Getting Started in 2015 guide, which you'll find listed on the top page of my site, empowermentunlimited.net. I also have a talk that's a PDF. That's something you read. I also have a talk that it's a series of MP3s, um, an hour and a half to two hours total. One of them is 30 minutes giving an overview of the entire year's astrology, the journey wow. that we're going through. And then the rest of them are sequences of emotional freedom technique tapping. And I've broken them down in groups of signs so you're not sitting there for an hour and a half tapping on your head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're, they tap through the potentials of the signs and the planets that are in them right now to kind of maximize the benefit of what's happening this Ka year. Kathy, thank you. I'm so glad you're like my little, I love having you every single month. Well, you I love being here. You bring a lot of great insight. If ever, all my listeners, all the listeners out there, please go check her out. She is, um, um, she really, she hides behind the astrology, but she's incredibly clairvoyant. Don't <laughs> kid yourself. <laughs> and um, she kind of, you got to be ready to take it though, because she's not going to, you know, it's not rainbows and unicorns. You got to be ready to hear the truth. It's just oh, that's where I like to live in the land of rainbows <laughs> and unicorns. You I'm, can live there. I'll just okay. give you a roadmap <laughs> to the 3D <laughs> reality. That is, the, that is a wonderful segue to my next, to my, to my guest. Thank you, Kathy. I really appreciate You're welcome. it. Bye. Love you. Bye bye. Um, my wonderful guest that I have right now. Her name is Cindy Kaza, and Kaza. Kaza, Kaza, tomato, tomato. Kaza, Kaza, tomato, tomato. She has been, she has been somebody that I met a year ago thanks to Susan Pinsky on Calling Out, mm -hmm. Calling Out Susan Pinsky's podcast. Um, I actually met her outside of it, but within it, she has just been one of these people that you just can't help but every time you see, you just want to talk to her. And she has been, she travels all over the world and she, she does these demonstrations, she does mediumship demonstrations and she's an evidential medium, which we'll go into. But um, I want to talk about, welcome, by the way. Cindy. Thank you. Hi. 
<laughs> so happy to have you here with your busy, busy, busy schedule. Um, I want to talk about, I think our listeners would really like to know about how you started out. I know that on your website, it talks about how intuitive, um, how it, your first experience at 10 years old when you're losing your childhood friend in a fatal car accident kind of woke you up, but you dismissed it. Can you right. discuss a little bit about that? What happened? Yeah, sure. You know, um, for any 10-year-old, I think seeing a, a dead person standing by your bed is would be horrifying. You know, I didn't understand what was happening. And and so what happened, you know, she passed in a car accident and I woke up in the middle of the night and she was standing right by my bed like I would be looking at you if we were in the same room. And so right. it, it just naturally, it's, it horrified me. So for a long time, I just, you know... Um, pushed, pushed my gift away. And, but I was always very intuitive and that never left me. I always knew when things were going to happen before they did. Right. Or I, I knew things about people that I shouldn't have known, but it wasn't until I was, you know, maybe 19 or 20 that I started really exploring metaphysics more. I wasn't working as a medium then. I was just kind of scratching the surface. And then when I got into my mid twenties, I really, really kind of dove in head first. And then, um, everything kind of really opened up for me, but it was definitely a process and it was a process of denial for a long time too. And working through that and realizing that the more I tried to push away what was happening, the stronger it came back and I just couldn't keep pushing it away. So yeah. <laughs> it is very frightening at a young age to see people that are not from this dimension, I yeah. have to say. And, um, I completely understand, and it's interesting how that goes away for a while because our minds are forced to react to the way we think, and so if we're afraid of that, our mind protects us from that. Exactly, right? and, and I then think too, the spirit world—they don't really want to scare us, you know. No, it's, they don't. They don't. Yeah. Um, they, they have a hard enough time knocking on our heads to get in, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, they're like, "Is she talking about me <laughs> for exactly. that person?" Um, it has been challenging to discern, you know, what the spirit actually wants to convey. And that becomes easier, if, of course, you're doing it in front of audiences all over the place. Um, where did you get most of your training? Where did you really decide, okay, I need to look into this even further? Yeah, I started my training um, in the United States. I studied with a woman named Sharon Klingler, who lives in Ohio and then in Lilydale, who is now a friend of mine. She's a great teacher. Um, and I studied a little bit with James von Prague. And then I decided to go to the Arthur Finley College in Stansted, England. And when I went over there, um, it was really, I had a really profound experience. And I just, I've been going back there ever since. So, um, you know, I've spent quite a bit of time overseas training and it's just, for me, that's what resonates the most, the training that I receive over there. And I think uh -huh. it's because <laughs> they're so strict and they kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe I just need somebody to yell at me and tell me, you know, <laughs> my, my evidence sucks for me to really want to be better. I'm a, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't know. But, <laughs> but it, it, um, it's been really, it's been really great. But, you know, I think it's important for people to know that you know, when they find a teacher that resonates with them, that's where they should be. And it doesn't matter if it's in England or the United States, there's training everywhere, you know? Well, it, it, there's training everywhere. And I happen to have one that was from, you know, England, Lisa Williams, who loves to, uh, <laughs> loves punishment <laughs> and loves to tell you, you know, that sucked. You're being lazy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, you can't do that. You know, she, I, 
am very fortunate to have found her. And then to have her in L.A. was just a, was a dream. I know she's in New York, and that's where she's residing in Lilydale, um, which I miss. <laughs> I miss her being right here. But um, she, you know, teachers always stay close to their students, you know, yeah. the ones that the ones that they spend the most time yelling at are usually the ones that they want to inspire and want to um, get going. And they're not. They, it would be a disservice if they were easy. You know, and that's you? that's true. Yeah, and you know, but you'll find too that when you know, in my experience, when I first started really getting into this work, I was so sensitive. I mean, I'm still sensitive, but you know. Um, and then I thought I was much better than I was when I first started too. <laughs> so oh, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how we're like, we so know everything. The more I know, I mean, I am so humbled by this experience. I know so much less, so much less than I did in my 20s and 30s, exactly. you know? And I'm still in my 30s, I'd like to think, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're still a baby. So I'm 34. I'm 34. I'm getting up there, you know? Oh, that's <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> pretty young. Um, okay. Well, when you, ha so, you know, Arthur Finley College, like you said, is an incredible place to learn. If anybody has a chance to go there, they will knock you around from what I understand. It's something that's on my bucket list to go to um, and see how it is, you know. Is there any particular place within the college that you, or is it, Tell us like the setup real fast. We have a couple minutes before break. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's in like a castle. It's in a giant building that was left to the Spiritualist National Union by a man named Arthur Finley. That's why it's called Arthur Finley College. So, I mean, usually when you go on a week there, there could be one or two classes running simultaneously, but usually there's one class with four or five teachers. So you get broken up into groups of between 10 and 20 people. And it just depends on the week you go. They offer mediumship training. They do things with color, with uh, they do some things with healing, trance. So you have a lot of options, you know, different, different areas of mediumship, uh, that you would like to study. But I study primarily with a man named Paul Jacobs, who's uh, a really wonderful medium, and also with Yose Galschlock, who's from Amsterdam. She has her own school in Amsterdam as well. So it's just been really wonderful for me, you know? How amazing. How amazing. We're going to talk a little bit more about that um, after we come back from break, but we're going to listen to our buddy, Rayvon Owen. Oh, yeah. So, I know. I, of course, love his music, and we both do, and Rayvon Owen happens to be on American Idol at, right now during this season for this year. He's made it to the top 48. So and it's so awesome. He is the sweet. My kids are, it was, Susan had us over with all of his friends, you know, the week that they, you know, they showed him trying out. And I'm telling you, it was so much fun. And so his voice is so amazing. And so with that, we're going to go to break so you can listen to Rescue by Rayvon Owen. I was broken down when you found me Just a heart bled dry in your hand There was no way out, I was drowning When you 
out of the darkness, you find a way when nothing can set me free. Baby, you rescue me. Listening to your spirit hour on Shay Parker's Best of the Best with your regular monthly guest host, Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer is a certified psychic medium, psychic profiler, author, teacher, and healer. Don't forget to check out Jennifer's website at jennifershafer.com. That's Jennifer S H A F F E R.com. And now, back to your translator of spirit. Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am here with Cindy Kaza. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. And I actually, that just reminded me of that intro back into it. Um, you actually referred a case to me that I need to thank you for because the spirit that's involved, Lindsay. Oh, uh, good. Did you talk to her? That's great. Oh, I talked to her mother 
all, you know, I've talked to her quite a few times, Debbie, and my heart, because of how spiritual, you know, Lindsay is who left, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been, it's been really, really a blessing to see what I've seen through her and to help the family and to be with her mom. And that was from you. That was very, very, very sweet of you. It was a very challenging case, as you know. Yeah. And my goal when I work for those of you out there is to get in and get out because it's it's incredibly draining. But you know what? Sometimes it just doesn't happen. And you you actually it's not that we don't care, but you get attached to the outcome, which is a no no. Yeah, and it's hard not to. It really is hard not to. And then if you have someone because she's you know I have a couple cases like that. One other case in particular uh, with Morgan and her mother, I mean, those things that, you know, these cases don't go away. They'll never go away, you know. But anyway, I do want to thank you for that. Um, it, was, it was challenging, but um, she made it easy. She made it, yeah. you, know, you know, when you discussed how spirits don't want you to see anything, they don't want you to be scared and they don't want you to see anything bad. She was very, very instrumental and another spirit, um, was like this, where they said, you know, you got to tell my mom to look at it like a science experiment. I'm not there, but we have to show how the body was found because yeah. it's going to make a difference of what they chronically um, put into their logs about how, you know, how a bullet, for instance, went through. Well, and and it's such an unfortunate case because the police really didn't do their jobs, which is so no. sad, you know? No, no. And it's that part is really gut wrenching. But anyway. So thank you for that. I also want to talk to you about um, I want to talk to you about your process, and I want I want our listeners to know every medium is different with how they get things and what comes through. And I was wondering what if you can give us a uh, a little a little moment about how it goes through you, how it happens to you. Yeah, you know. Um Maybe two years ago, I would have had a formula for you. You know, I would have gotten on stage and said, I get a name or I get the relationship, how they died in their age, right? Because it's right. it's really good to stay in a comfort zone or it's easier to stay in your comfort zone when you get on stage in front of two or 300 people. But in the last year, I've really tried to just not be stuck in my format and to let the information come through however it's supposed to come through. So yeah. now I would say that, you know, I never really know how it's going to hit me when I get on stage. Sometimes I'll see an image of a car. Sometimes I'll hear a name like John. Sometimes I'll get the impression or feeling that somebody committed suicide. So I have to really just, I choose to be open to however it comes through because the more open that I allow myself to be, the more information I'm allowing to come in. And I think that it's easy for mediums sometimes to get stuck in a pattern or a routine and a structure. And by doing that, we're not opening ourselves up to this, our full potential. So that's my I, experience now. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it, I actually have experienced a lot of that uh, recently. I tried so, you know, I try to categorize it. And by doing that, I lost the information, right. you know? And so... I had several clients today where I just allowed, I'm like, you know what, your father's here. And he's, you know, what, actually this mother came through and she said, she goes, tell her how happy I was about the lipstick. And I'm like, I'm not going to bring up the lipstick. You know, it seems so corny, right? 
But it was probably a huge piece of evidence. It was the hugest piece of evidence. And she was so, she goes, that was the most valuable thing you could say because she cared about the fact I was so pale that she always begged me to put lipstick on. And I finally put it on this last weekend. Something as simple as that that we discount. And that's what I used to do. I wanted to know how she passed away first. That right. didn't matter. They don't it, really. Yeah. And sometimes they, quite frankly, they don't want to talk about that or they don't want to be remembered by, by how they passed away. But I always now go into my events by first telling my, saying to myself, Cindy, how would you want to be remembered if you were to come through to a medium? And I think all mediums should ask themselves that because I certainly wouldn't want a medium to say, I have a woman here who was five foot five and, you know, had fair skin. I mean, great. Maybe that's, right. that describes me, but that's not how I want to be remembered. You know, there's a lot of other things about me that I would want people to remember about me. So I think if we put ourselves in the shoes of spirit or the people on the other side and, and we, our job is to bring them to life, is to bring them back right. to life. Right. 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 That's such a key piece of information. Piece of information. How would you want to be remembered for the living and the deceased mm-hmm. who never say they're dead to, to begin with, but for the living and the people who have traversed onto the other side? How would you want to be remembered and bring them, bringing them to life? That's mm-hmm. that's a great way to look at it. It's so funny how we get so stuck sometimes. Well, and it's comfortable to get to get in the routine because, like I said, when you put yourself on a platform in front of three or four hundred or more people, Mm. you're dealing with your nerves, the anxiety of being doing public speaking. So it's easy to revert back to things that are comfortable, and sometimes it's a safe way to go. But any mediums that are listening to this podcast right now, you know, I encourage I encourage you all to step out of your comfort zone and just be open to how how people on the other side are trying to show themselves to you because there's so many valuable pieces of evidence that are outside of our format, you know? Right, right. A really good friend of ours, uh, Christina Colby. Love her. Psychic Rebel Colby. Um, she actually has a closed circle, and she is such an amazing teacher, mm-hmm. such a great teacher. And she's she has her own way of giving information that's, you know, that you remember. Like, she gets into the story. She's a storyteller. And I've had to get out of my comfort zone of, of being just as what I call a psychic surgeon, where mm-hmm. I just give evidence that really, you know, Again, it goes back to how do you want to be remembered? A lot of that's not going to matter. And exactly. a lot of it is, is shocking enough that people don't want, they're like, no, I'm not going to raise my hand after you said that, you know. But um, I'm learning. I'm learning. It's, a, it's something that I'll never master. And I've re- also realized that when I get up there, when spirit gets close to you, your heart rate goes through the roof. It's not just your angst or anxiety. That's spirit. When you get a bunch of that. That's it, exactly that's, right. Um, Catherine Glass, who you know, actually told oh, me. Oh, I love Catherine. We were, yeah, yeah. We were we were in Asheville at a Best American Psychics retreat that we go to every year, and she told me she goes, Jennifer, I got to give you this piece of advice. She goes, this is ha- this is why, and I'm telling you, it was a game changer. It was an absolute game changer. And you find too that anxiety that you feel, it's the build of the energy. Once you start working, it dissipates completely and you feel fine. It's just before you start working, you feel that build of energy. And it does feel very much like anxiety. But then the second you start giving the messages, it totally dissipates, which I think is really, that's that just shows you that it is just the energy building, you know? Yeah, that's very, you have to have a vehicle to have it go through and to get mm-hmm. out the process. Um, a couple of other things, well, many things that I want to talk to you about. 
I want to talk to you about your schedule. You have the <laughs> schedule, you know. You are every single weekend you're somewhere else. And in fact, I want to make sure that people in California, in Pleasanton, California, you are going to be there on the 15th. I am. I'm going to be there on the 15th at Tommy T's. Um, it's a great little place. Tommy T's Comedy Club and Steakhouse. I love it. It's an awesome place. And my friend Felix Lee Lerma is going to be there with me. We're doing the event together. So, yes, I will be there on the 15th. And then I'll be back in California again uh, in Pleasanton on April 26th. And also in Irvine. Irvine. April 29th. Mm -hmm. 29th. How Fun. I'm going to go check you out. Oh, good. <laughs> what is it like? Another question that I have is what if people were looking to do platform, um, how did you get started to do that? Like, how what, did I get started? Uh, well, where, I mean, I, I'll go ahead. Sorry. No. And where, how, did, how did you get started and how did it make it to where you now that's all pretty much, I mean, you do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it was just kind of a choice. I decided, you know, this is how I, this is what I want to do. I really want to focus on platform. So I made it a focus in my development as a medium. And so I started training specifically in platform, first with Sharon Klingler, with James Van Prague. And then when I went over to Arthur Finley College, I did a lot of training and platform. That's what I do most of my training in. Although okay. uh, private sittings, I do them too, and I've trained in those as well. So it's not that I don't do private readings. I do them, and I, I've trained in that area too. But it's such a different energy and format working. And I just said format where, you know, I shouldn't have a format. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just such a different energy being on stage as opposed to being on a one-on-one -on -one sitting, you know? Right, right, absolutely. Um, Who's, so who makes it to where, like who sets everything up? Is that you or do you have um, somebody that does it for you? Do you have a manager? Do you have an agent? Who does that for you? I do it all myself. I've been doing it all myself for the last year. And actually it's been, I can't say that I've been doing it all myself. I have to say because it's been a lot, uh, largely through word of mouth. So um, I'll work one club and then the manager of that club will put me in touch with another club and, and so on and so forth. So it's been through building relationships with uh, club managers and, and people and them spreading the word for me. So I haven't done it all by myself, but I don't have management or an agent right now. So Okay. Well, on a different note, what about your husband, Rich? What does he think about all this? Oh, <laughs> my awesome husband is so amazing. I love him. He's so talented, amazing musician. Um, he loves it. He's so supportive. And in fact, um, when I do my events in Nashville at Zany's, he, when he's in town, he opens up for me and does his percussion duo. So it's kind of like, uh, it's called Strike That. And it's similar to like a stomp. You know, have you ever seen Stomp or Blue Yes. Man? Yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah, so he opens up for me with his friend Billy Hahn, and they play trash cans and chains and weird percussive instruments, and they start the night out and get the energy up, and it's really, really fun. I really like incorporating uh, other forms of art into my live events, whether it be music or, you know, comedy or, or poetry or anything, because it's really fun, and it gets the energy up, and people like it, you know? You know, that's, that is fantastic. I actually love that. I love music. It, it brings everything up. Mm -hmm. um, is that where, did you meet him when you were in Nashville or did he bring you to Nashville? How did you guys meet, if you don't mind me asking? Well, let's see. In my, one of my 10, 10,000 careers in this short lifetime so far, I was a, <laughs> I was a singer 
in a funk soul band and I was living in New Hampshire and I was working on a solo record. This is in 2005 and the, the producer I was working with, his name was Josh. Uh, he was good friends with Rich in the late 90s because Josh had lived in Nashville. So Josh and I traveled from New Hampshire to Nashville and Rich was my session drummer in the studio when I was singing. And that's how we met. And then we stayed in touch for two years. And I moved to Nashville in 2007. And then that's all she wrote. We've been together since 2007, um, married since 2009. And he's just, you know, been so supportive of all of my different career choices. It's really cool. So <laughs> this, one, this is this one has been the underlying thread, though, for a this while. This is the one. This is it. I mean, this is I finally found it. But it took me it took me a while. But it's OK. You know, you're still in your. Th are you kidding? You're still a young pop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so it's so funny. Um, OK, we're going to take a little break right now. And when we get back, we're going to hear a little bit more about what it's like to be growing up psychic, what it's like to be growing up seeing things and what we can possibly do to integrate it without being afraid of it. Yeah.
You are listening to your Spirit Hour on Shay Parker's Best of the Best with your regular monthly guest host, Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer is a certified psychic medium, psychic profiler, author, teacher, and healer. Don't forget to check out Jennifer's website at jennifershafer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And now, back to your translator of spirit, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, everyone. That was our last little break, and I'm here with the infamous Cindy. Infamous? Oh, gee. Infamous, <laughs> world-renowned. You're all over the place every single weekend. <laughs> How do you find your schedule to see where they can find you? You can find my schedule at mediumcindykaza.com and also at musiccitymedium.com. Or you could find me on Facebook at Medium Cindy Kaza and on Twitter also, Medium Cindy Kaza. Medium Cindy Kaza, thank you. You mm-hmm. guys need to check out her schedule. It's kind of mind blowing. Um, <laughs> it makes me tired <laughs> when I look at it. <laughs> and with traveling, when we discussed you know, how you get information and how you processed, um, you did a very fascinating journey in Asia. You went to Malaysia and Indonesia. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about meeting other mediums there and about their process and what was different and what you liked and so forth? Uh, it, well, it was really, it was mind-blowing. You know, it's the only way I can describe it. And I think that uh, it was one of the best life experiences I've had thus far on my journey uh, as a human being and as a medium. And when I went to uh, Malaysia, I actually met with a Chinese tanki medium um, named Sifu Kok, which is his name. <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounds funny in English, but that's his name. I can't help it. <laughs> it's okay. I've been. And, I, and, so I know. I know. I can't help it. But he he really he was just so amazing, and he's more does a lot of he, like healing. So he's more of a healer, and you know he opened his house up to the community he, when we were there. He does it about once a week or twice a week. And he allows people to come from Kuala, it was in Kuala Lumpur. Uh-huh. And there were probably, I don't know, 50, he must have seen 50 people. I don't even know how many people were there, but there was a line going out of his door for, for five or six hours and he didn't charge people. And they would come and he would do energy healing on them and and, you know, it was just, but it was so different than what we're used to seeing in America. It wasn't like sitting and doing a private reading or something like that. It was very, very different. And I just really had a lot of respect for him because of how much he, he gave back so much and didn't expect yeah. really anything. You know, he was very kind to me. And culturally, it's very different over there. And he, he does a lot of exorcism. So in wow. the culture over there, people really believe as part of their culture, that they can become possessed by evil spirits. And so when you believe that, uh, I, don't, I, you know, I don't know what I believe about that, but what I saw over there is that most people did believe that that was possible. And so part of his practice is, you know, exercising demons out of people. And some of the things I saw, I couldn't unsee and I couldn't explain. So I'll just say that I'm open-minded about it, but it's just culturally very interesting and different to see how people work over there. You know, you don't see that so much here as much. Right. Well, when you think of the, like Hindu, Hinduism, for instance, you think of all the many different gods, right? 
mm-hmm. that they have. And so it's kind of a consciousness that you call in when you need strength for other things. And if that was reversed with demons, I mean, I could see how you would actually think, you know, something bad is, you know, feels like it's taking me over, but it's not really taking them over. They just got to get rid of something. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. It does. I'm not, that's just quantifying what demon is over there. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm, that's the only thing I was doing. But it is something that, I mean, we, I was discussing this with a friend of mine yesterday and he's, you know, he actually taught at LMU. He was a professor, Richard Martini. And he, you know, he said that there was three, um, three Jesuit priests that were that that lived on campus that were you know did exorcisms. Mm-hmm. They were exorcists, and he goes, "There's three of them," <laughs> and that was just kind of mind blowing that that's still around. You know, even though the Catholic Church looks down on that or whatever they look down on, but it's I do believe that it it is just a way to get rid of something that you just feel that's not your own, which is very viable. That you know you're carrying around something. Right? And it's just, and it's interesting to see how across different cultures, how mediums work because they, you know, when you, when I went to Indonesia, I saw something very similar where the medium I met with there in Batam, Indonesia also did a lot of exorcisms. In fact, he said 50% of his business was doing exorcisms and it was really powerful to watch him work because he was an energy healer. And I, I think I've told you this story, but he worked with chi energy and he put his finger on my wrist and it, his finger got so hot. Like it felt like I was, I felt like I was, he was holding a flame to my wrist. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating this and I filmed it and everything. I mean, I can't, I cannot deny what happened to me there. And, um, it just goes to show how powerful humans are. I mean, we really have so much potential. We're, we're made, we're light beings to use energy, to manifest things. And I think that sometimes when you get stuck in a certain cultural belief or that where you're in your cultural belief, you're unable to look outside to the other other beliefs. Am I making sense? Like, yes, what, you're making sense. You're giving a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> like, analogy. No, I, I'm following you. I understand what you're saying. So, I mean, for me going over there and seeing how these mediums work and what what they do predominantly in their businesses as healers and mediums, as opposed to what I do as a medium in the United States, it just really, I stepped outside of the box and I saw things that if you had told me about and I hadn't seen it myself, I never would have believed you. So there's so many possibilities and it's just being open-minded enough to experience them, you know, and and it just was so powerful. It was very cool. So, well, that's a wonderful way of putting it as far as getting, thinking outside the box, even with us, you know, we have, it's, it's, it's very challenging to make things tangible to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then when we see, when we hear things, we're like, oh, no, that, that can't be possible. <laughs> we're the biggest skeptics of this. I know. <laughs> and, then, and then we see it and we're like, okay, that, that is a possibility. We just have to quantify it through our own knowledge what that means. And that's exactly right. To- and it's with mediumship, too, that, you know, we could give readings for people. I can do my platform work. And I think it's really important for each human being to have his or her own personal experience because that's really the only way that people will be true believers. They have to have an experience themselves. And so opening people's minds to the possibilities of them being able to do this on their own is what 
will change the consciousness and shift things, you know? Cindy, I loved, loved, loved having you on my show. And you guys, everyone out there, please go see her website, Cindy Keza. I love you too. Thanks for having me. Yes, and a shout out to Susan Pinsky's Calling Out podcast. Susan! Susan, Susan, Susan. Please go check Cindy's on a lot of them. Go so is Chris, you know, Psychic Rebel Colby. You and it, I am <laughs> Lisa, Lisa Williams, um, it just the Rebecca Fearing, the list goes on and on. Um, go check it out. And with that note, thank you. I love you, Cindy, and listeners. I'll see you next month. Love you. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for spending the past hour with psychic medium Jennifer Schaefer, your translator of spirit. Join Jennifer the second Tuesday of every month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best as Jennifer brings you your spirit hour. Find Jennifer at jenniferschaefer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And also at bestamericanpsychics.com, where Jennifer earned the prestigious 2014 Psychic of the Year Award. Jennifer thanks all her listeners and encourages you to remember love. <laughs>